Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. In the evening of that same day, the first day of the week, the doors were closed in the room where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them. He said to them, Peace be with you, and showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were filled with joy when they saw the Lord, and he said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. For those whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. For those whose sins you retain, they are retained. Thomas, called the twin, who was one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus said this and came. When the disciples said, We have seen the Lord, he answered, Unless I see the holes that the nails made in his hands, and can put my finger into the holes they made, and unless I can put my hand into his side, I refuse to believe. Eight days later, the disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. The doors were closed, but Jesus came in and stood among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he spoke to Thomas, Put your finger here. Look, here are my hands. Give me your hand. Put it into my side. Doubt no longer, but believe. Thomas replied, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, you believe because you can see me. Happy are those who have not seen and yet believe. There were many other signs that Jesus worked and the disciples saw, but they were not recorded in this book. These are recorded so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing this you may have life through his name. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Have a seat, please, for a few minutes. So, my dear brothers and sisters, uh, today's Gospel is very, very powerful. Um, Jesus comes in the midst of the apostles. They're locked in a room out of fear. And he comes and stands in their midst. And it's not just a locked door, but it's also their hearts in a certain sense, are, are locked. But locked doors are not enough. And locked hearts are not enough to stop Jesus. And today we have the first Sunday ever and the second Sunday ever. The Sunday gathering. That's where it happens, actually. That's where it cannot happen also. We can come and experience nothing. But if you can come this morning and experience the risen Lord in your midst, speaking to you, he spoke to Mary, he spoke to Thomas, he spoke to Peter. Each person had a different issue. You notice how those who were with him for three years don't recognize him. Isn't that kind of funny? You spend three years with somebody, you think you know them well, and all of a sudden you can't recognize them. And we can see that after the resurrection, it's not easy for them. Jesus is right there, but they can't connect and we kind of have that experience sometimes. You come to Mass and you're kind of like, 
okay, I'm watching this, but not really in this. I'm turning around a little bit, but not connecting what's really happening. But once you connect, something very powerful and beautiful. That's what happens with uh, Thomas today. He connects through the community. He's, Thomas is the kind of guy, I don't need my brothers and sisters. I can be Catholic on my own. But we need each other. And God communicates His love to us through each other. And that's the experience we have so far with the parish evangelization cells. We need each other. And Thomas is a loner. And he goes off and he misses the first appearance of Jesus. Because Jesus appeared to the community on a Sunday. That's where it was happening. And funnily enough as well, it seems that each of them had their own little... Mary was sadness. Peter was like guilt, anger. Um, the disciples of Emmaus is more like anger and disillusionment. The community we see as a whole was like fear of what others might say or think or do to you. Fear of the gaze of other people. And Thomas, it was, uh, it was doubt. And each of us here have that little barrier that's stopping us from just connecting. And the gift of the resurrection, the time of the resurrection, is to blow that little barrier or that big barrier apart and connect with Jesus as we are. And that's the beauty of today's powerful reading where Thomas is transformed. And that's what a Mass should be because if you look at the Gospel today, it's the gift of peace, the proclamation of faith, touching his body and being sent out. That's the Mass. That's the experience we have at Mass is to experience the risen Lord and to be sent out. And somebody was telling me this morning that beautiful image of Jesus uh, which is part of the apparition that Sister Faustina had, a Polish nun in 19, the early 1930s. She had Jesus appeared to her. And his great message was, was divine mercy. And John Paul II took that upon himself to proclaim this message as well. And we see the last three popes we've had have really pushed this uh, message very, very strongly. And if, that's a still image if you like, and it tries to portray what this sister saw with the red rays and the blue rays, or, or white rays, it could be both actually, coming out of the sacrifice of Jesus and the washing of... Um, but somebody said to me this morning, if that was a moving image, what would Jesus be doing? Would he be like, hello? Or would he say, wake up? Or would he give a blessing? It could be a blessing. But I think, and I think it's true, what I heard, is his breathing. His breathing upon them. Like you see in the gospel today. And in the Hebrew language, breath and spirit is the one, is the one word. He's giving them the spirit. And he's sending them out on mission. And that's how you see Thomas is transformed. Because... Like Peter, he experiences Jesus loves him despite his mistakes, despite his past, despite his misjudgments, despite his doubts. Jesus is right there and showing him his wounds and saying shalom, peace upon you and breathing upon him. And we see that those who recognize Jesus after the resurrection are often only those who have been broken hearted. Those who had their dreams shattered. Those who have had profound disillusionments or personal failures. They're the ones that see Jesus. 
And it's, I think it's the same for us. If you haven't really fell, you can't realize what it, what it is to rise with Jesus. And Jesus comes and meets us right where we are the weakest to show you, even there, I love you. And not only that, but where you fall is where you find your treasure, as we say. And where you fall is often where God is calling you to proclaim the good news in your own world. And that's where, we, where God uses us, by our own mistakes. If you come back and strengthen your brothers, as Jesus said to Peter, you can have power as well and be called. So Jesus is touching the heart of Thomas today and sending him out on mission to become a disciple. But to become a disciple, you really have to experience the power of the presence of Jesus, risen from the dead, breaking through the locked doors of our heart. And there's fear in our hearts. It, to be Christian today is not easy. We saw that last Sunday in the midst of the resurrection mass. Uh, was it six or seven? Bombs went off, three or four of them in churches. It's just so shocking to see this. And yet in the midst of this world that can be so aggressive and so judgmental, the gaze of the world upon a Christian today is not easy to take. Because rightly so, the church has made mistakes. We have made mistakes. We're sinners. But Jesus is risen from the dead. But we see that the disciples in the first appearance here, it took them a week and they're still locked in their room. It takes time sometimes for the gaze of Jesus to heal us and to bring us back. But it's the beginning of the Spirit, the gift of the Spirit that Jesus is about to give. And he reveals it in the darkness of our hearts, in the place where we're most vulnerable and in our shattered dreams in our emptiness, in our confusion, in our fears, in our shame, in our guilt. That's exactly where he appears. And he says, Shalom. But I pray that you can hear that word today for you personally. Hear that word addressed to the darkest part, place where you're even ashamed to even tell the closest friends. That's exactly where Jesus appears and says to us, Peace, I'm truly risen and I'm calling you now to leave and to go on mission, and to you as well, to proclaim the good news to the world. Amen.